This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler on SNR. Joined by the one and only Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mr. Brian Backo, how we living, baby? Oh, listen to the horns go on the intro song. I hey, love man. it. I'm doing great. Is it, is it a Moats Thursday? What's going on here? I, I, it happens <laughs> to be a Moats Thursday today, but you know we had to bring out the big horns for you because you are the big stuff, and we only ask you the big, heavy-hitting questions. So with that being Uh-oh. said, the big man, Big Ben, peck injury, did not practice yesterday. Coach Tomlin said his preparation would be altered. What are your thoughts, man? Is he playing this weekend? How you feeling over there? He'll be fine. He's going to play. I, I thought, you know, from from the moment that that information, that injury was unveiled by Tomlin on Tuesday, the fact that the head coach simply said it would affect his preparation, hmm. uh, I mean, that was you know, obvious from the front. That just meant that he might, you know, he might not see much of him out there in practice this week. But, you know, I'll, I'll hearken back to uh, – you know, a week last season when the Steelers happened to be playing uh, the same darn team uh, at the same darn place on the same darn day, a Sunday, Ben didn't practice at all. He was on the COVID list, remember? And guess what? He didn't need it. He still went out there and lit up the Bengals. I'm not saying that's going to happen this time. I'm just telling you, reminding you that at this point, 39-year-old, 18-year Ben uh, could, could probably not practice at all in a week, hit the field on Sunday, and look like his usual self. I know this because he did it a year ago. But my question is this, though. Less than 100% behind that offensive line. Are you as confident that he survives that game? Because COVID a year ago was just a little bit different physically than what my man went through just last week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's more of a a physical ailment uh, impeding his progress this week but uh you know in terms of like the litany of, of injuries he could have had after that game being hit uh 10 times or whatever it it ended up being once you factor in all the various stats for for pressures um i don't know that a left peck is particularly concerning i'd be a little bit more worried about a lower body thing of course i'd be more worried about anything on the, the right side of his of his upper body so uh, is it something that you know he might have to play through some pain? Sure, but you know by week three, uh, after two pretty physical games, I mean I think everybody is is going to be uh, gotten through some pain at, at this point, and that's going to be the case for the rest of the season. So uh, I'd be surprised if he was you know, noticeably hindered by that. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see how he's feeling. Uh, although we won't because we we won't talk to him before <laughs> Sunday. But, like, you know, he got asked that yesterday, what, what we need to know uh, before you can play. And he's like, well, it's only Wednesday. Uh, ben, this is the only day we get to talk to you, so we still have to ask you that question. <laughs> Mr. Backo, uh, sticking with the offense here in, in this conversation, it feels like maybe this is the week. You know, everyone's seen the charts where the Steelers are attacking on the field. It is primarily, almost exclusively, to the outside. Uh, two weeks now in for Pat Fryermuth, five targets, five receptions 
is is maybe that a way to open up some defenses a little bit? Uh, have Pat Frymuth attack across the middle of the field, uh, an area where the Steelers really haven't tread much yet this season. Use that um, to your success. Open up space on the outside. Maybe open up some room in the box for the run game as well, too. Does that feel like something that there needs to be an onus on this week, attacking the middle of the field, uh, primarily, you know, in that intermediate, short to intermediate pass game? And, and does Pat, Pat Frymuth seem like the guy kind of poised to do so? Yeah, I think everybody would, would like to see a little bit more of that. I mean, Ben was, was asked about that yesterday as well and pretty much said if, you know, if there's a safety, uh, you know, taking up residence in the middle of the field, I'm not going to throw it there. But uh, I, I don't know if that's a great rationalization of that. I mean, I think there's always going to be uh, at least one guy kind of kind of roaming free there. You still need to find a way to, uh, you know, use all parts of the field. And, and it is, you know, it, it's much like the conversations we were having at times last year when this offense was struggling, it's it's very chicken or egg, right? I mean, is is the is the run game not able to find lanes and find creases and find space because there's not enough of a threat of a deep passing game or even an intermediate passing game, or uh, is the lack of a running game uh, in not keeping secondaries honest and, and allowing them to stack the box? I mean, we talked to, to offensive coordinator Matt Canada today. He said it's obvious that the defenses are putting a lot of guys in the box to, to try to prevent them from beating them in that way. But, I mean, you, you look at it on paper, just kind of common sense, when, when you've got a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback and, and a future Hall of Famer, you'd think that's exactly what you would want opposing defenses to do. So something's got to give there. Somebody's got to figure it out, whether it's Canada uh, with, with the play calls and the schemes, whether it's Ben playing better, which he, to his credit, keeps saying he needs to do, uh, whether it's the offensive line protecting better, whether it's these receivers getting more separation. I mean, it's, it's obviously part of all of it, but uh, I, I guess to answer your question, I lean more toward, I, I think it, it the, the problems originate more with the lack of an explosive passing game, and, and that's kind of holding back the, the running game and getting you in this vicious cycle of where uh, really nothing is, is working for them. So uh, we're on with Brian Backo right now of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. All right, so with those concerns, if we don't think they're necessarily going to get fixed sooner rather than later, could we see them go the route of match big personnel with big personnel and we use a little bit more Derek Watt, a little bit more two tight end sets? Could we see that? I mean, I'll believe it when I see it most, but it does make sense. Uh, I mean, you just figure – what do you have to lose? I mean, when, when you run the ball 10 times with Najee Harris uh, in this game and, and you're still last in the league and in rushing yards, I mean, you you got to try something to do, right? I mean, that that would, again, that would make sense. But, you know, we haven't gotten much indication that, that that's in the plans for them or, or that they're even uh, eager to use that kind of personnel grouping. So but Now, why is that? Uh, because I thought in training camp we did see a good amount of Derek Watt being out there. We saw – multiple tight end sets like I feel like they've gotten away from that but do you know like why I just assume that it's because they, they really like their big three at receiver and you know they, they want they don't want to necessarily sit one of those guys down which I can understand but uh, it's it's not like Chase Claypool was you know making every single catch and, and you know doing that and, and not letting you take him off the field well, so that was what uh, I wanted to ask yeah like do you think that the play of those three receivers 
has warranted them having that many reps where they dictate formations? Or is it something that maybe they should dial back until they reward, you know, those efforts, those opportunities? Because right now, like you said, the downfield plays essentially become we're going to jump ball to Claypool and hope for a catch or a flag. Mm-hmm. And last week when that wasn't the case, we saw how stagnant the offense looked at times. Yeah, I, the way I see that is that you know Claypool does need to, to be better and he needs to start making those plays with more regularity if he's going to be the star that a lot of us you know, believe he can be, especially after what he did last year as a rookie. But I still think he brings an element to this offense that they, they don't have without him and that they do sorely need. So I wouldn't necessarily want to scale back him I know it's maybe crazy to suggest because of the production and the numbers he puts up, but Deontay Johnson, I mean, you know, a lot of the short throws to to him and, and trying to let him make something out of the catch or after the catch, get some yak, yeah, it looks good in the box score at the end of the day, but how much is it helping you move the ball uh, as an offense when you really sit back and look at it? I mean, things clearly do need to change for this group to generate more points, so uh, maybe that's a guy who you you scale him back a little bit, or you lose with uh, a guy who's really slippery off the line of scrimmage and gives you a safety valve. Uh, maybe you can be more efficient with him going forward when he is on the field. So uh, th- these are a, a lot of difficult questions facing this offense, and uh, you can certainly argue that you know that it's all window dressing and it's all moot if the offensive line and the quarterback can't do their job. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, you the, the more issues that you continue to have. Uh, with this ground game not being able to get on track. I, I think it is time to just try one wrinkle here, one tweak there, whether that's Derek Watt or you know more 21 personnel. Uh, that remains to be seen, but uh, you, you've got to give something a try. Man, I always love having these combos with you, Brian. I feel like I could go back and forth with you for the next 30 hours. <laughs> 30 hours. 30, just because I get so excited when I get to hear from him. That's a lot of overtime. It is. That's why we're not going to do that today. So I have another question, though, before I get back to my great-haired colleague over here who's looking like, Motos, you asking like all the questions. I'm so sorry. I got excited. I I love Motos I get excited every once in a while. I love Motos days. It's fine. You ain't got to apologize. I got excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, Mr. Becko, TJ Watt, limited in practice. What we thinking, man, with him in terms of his availability, that growing injury, significant more concerned than seven or less than concerned than how we are about Ben? I'm more concerned with all the all the members of the groin gang than I am with Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. But you got to fire I, the groin coach oh, so yeah. back up. How, you got to get groin? a new groin coach. It's probably the worst rap group ever assembled, the groin gang. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm encouraged that, that TJ was even able to get in limited work yesterday. Uh, you, you never really know. What, what a guy's going to be able to do, especially coming off an in-game injury. Uh, clearly, Devin Bush getting a, a full practice is, is a very good sign for him. And, you know, Joe Hayden limited as well is, is nice because he wasn't able to go last week. And I, I suppose the biggest concern is, is an Alex Highsmith who, you know, everybody's looking at the DNP from yesterday. And, and yeah, that's, that's ominous. But you also got to remember it was only, what, two or three weeks ago that, that he was on the injury report already. With Going to Buffalo, point, yeah. I think. So, yeah, right, unless I'm mistaken, but I believe that's what it was. So uh, that tells me that it, it could be something that's been nagging him. I personally was surprised that he was taking so many plays off in the second half of that game. I kept looking down at the field from the press box saying, 
you know, 56, he ain't doing anything standing on the sideline, and I'm not seeing 40. Jameer Jones can get a whole lot of pressure, so you'd, you'd like to maybe see your, your second-year breakout candidate in there, but it does make a lot more sense now that it was most likely health-related for Highsmith. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic on, on those three who were able to work in some capacity yesterday. Not so much on Highsmith, but he did bounce back from that groin before the Bills game. Maybe he can do it again here this week. Mr. Backo, here's what I want to know. You know, we a lot of talk about the offense, a little talk about some of the injuries on defense. Is it fair, because this is kind of where I am, you know, if I can, like, take a step back and, and look at where we're at at this point through two and a half weeks of the season. Like, I, I think as we stand right now with the injury report, I am as concerned with the defense as I am with the offensive line. And what I mean by that is, I knew that the offense wasn't going to be great, wasn't going to be perfect, wasn't going to be a work of art early on in the year. You knew that the defense was going to have to carry that load, was going to have to lead the way, was going to have to steal possessions with turnovers, was going to have to set the offense up with some opportune short field uh, situations in games like they did against Buffalo. Obviously, a, a special teams touchdown certainly helps the cause as well, too. But it, like, is, that, is it as fair to be as concerned about the defense right now as we are the offense and the offensive line and some of these things, just because if the defense isn't elite, it's going to be hard for this team to win games currently. Yeah, I think so, because what, what were we sitting here saying this time last week? We were talking about how that build win, as impressive as it was, also kind of provided the, the formula or the recipe that this team is probably going to need to be competitive, uh, at least for a long time until the offense is, is able to come together and, and gel with all these moving parts. Now you you, do that, you can't help but wonder uh, if this defense is, is plagued by injuries and you know, not the unit that we saw roughing up Josh Allen right. and covering up those receivers downfield. Uh, can you follow that same formula to, to victories? I mean, it didn't work in, in week two at Heinz Field uh, against the team that most people thought was not as explosive or as dangerous as the Bills. And that's another story. Maybe the Raiders are Anyway, We were all way off the mark on that. But, yeah, I, I think it's going it to be concerned that you know, we, we were wondering if the offense had come around to play more complimentary football. Uh, now you, you can't help but wonder if, if either uh, half of that equation uh, is, is something you can feel good about facing a Bengals team that uh, I think is going to be pretty frisky and is, is getting more balanced in its own right after being a group that, you know, last year uh, when, when Joe Burrow was healthy, you just had to hope that he would light up the scoreboard and maybe he could outscore some teams. And, you know, that didn't happen as much as they would have wanted. Uh, now they're one and one here through two weeks of, of his second season. Uh, and, and certainly they are, uh, they are striving uh, for a little bit more complimentary football themselves. Brian Backo, we appreciate you. Well, we got to get the prediction Uh-oh. before we let him get out of here. Oh, see, he's going to jump on my toes. Why are you jumping on my toes, man? Are you done? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't help yourself, huh? I'm sorry. You, 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 you want to get it? You, I thought you were about to sign off with him. I'm sorry. You, you, you want to get it? I'm sorry. You want to get no, it? You. you sure? You got it. You sure? You got Jeez. Well, Mr. Brian Backo, what I was saying was I always enjoy when you call, and we appreciate you taking some time to be on with us before I let you go. <laughs> Could you give us a corporate like lower? But wait, there's more. Jeez. <laughs> so yes, Mr. Bra- Mr. Brian Becker, can, can we get your score prediction for this week, please? I believe last week Man. we had the Steelers winning. 
He did, yeah. I did. I think we were all we're all we're over, all, we're we're all we're all over two, off right fellas. now. We're, we're over two we're right struggling. now. We're struggling. We gotta get we're, this thing moving in the right direction. So come on, Mr. Becker. We need you get us on the track, man. Get us on track. I just hope you guys are, are simpatico. I mean, that was a little bit like Mr. Yoler was running the punk team on the field and, and Mr. Murray I was trying to go for it. Like he wanted to go for it on fourth and one. So, you, you know the difference? Um, I, I I went to my court. I said, hey, you, you want to go for it? You go for and it? he was like, let's do it. <laughs> and, and you know, my man Wes over here living in his fears. He wanted to punt on fourth and one. I can't believe this guy. It's crazy. No doubt. Um, okay, my <laughs> prediction, though, for Sunday, um, man, I, I think it's going to be a close close back and forth game can see it going either way but for some reason i just you know i have this hunch i have a feeling that the steelers offense is, is gonna find a way to generate some more points be more productive than they have been the first two weeks and the, the defense might give up some big plays at times i'm very worried about jamar chase you know he's got two 40 plus yard tds in his first two nfl games and he's got to be licking his chops after what henry ruggs did but Against all odds, fellas, I'm going to say Steelers 29, Bengals 28. 29 to 28. I like oh. it. I like it. Well, Mr. Becko, I believe now I can let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now we can bring the punch team the, on. The, and, uh, now now we can let track. you go. So with that being said, Mr. Becko, we always appreciate you. Take some time to, you know, hop on with us, drop some heat, and we Thanks, shall buddy. do this again next week. Sound good? Pleasure's all mine. Talk to you guys next Thursday. Brian Batco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, and he does not do cap, ladies and gentlemen. That's my bad. False start. I I jumped the gun there. False start. (laughs) False start. I was just like, prediction. Prediction. Just breathe. I got this. I know. I know. I know. We slow strolling. Listen, it's hot in the AFC North kitchen, man. Come on now. We do need to get this thing back on track. 29-28, though. The past two seasons, you, Bacco, and I had very good records picking the game. I know, bro. We're all sitting at 0 for right now. We are this 0 is, for 2. We are struggling this right now. Rare. We don't. We don't do this typically. We got to get this thing moving in the right direction. All three of us at the same time? I tell you what, though. I don't think all three of us at the same time have had that before. Between between me and you? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a high scoring prediction from Mr. Backer. I'm not gonna lie, I was definitely thinking the same. And looking at these defenses compared to these old lines, I said, I don't know how that's gonna Hold on. Oh, wait a minute, Cowboy. Twenty nine points. How many we score that way? <laughs> not twenty nine. We're just gonna combine them. We'll just round up. You might have to. Yeah. You know what? Three touchdown drives on the season so far. He thinks they're gonna have four on Sunday. I love it. Normally, he's the pessimistic one. I know. I love it. I know. I love it. I love uh, optimistic Brian Backo. That's the new wave right now. Maybe this is what we need to get that, to get that wave. to get that pendulum swinging in the right direction. Still crazy to think, though, man. It really is crazy to think. It really is. We got a couple more um, tweets on the the Ben Roethlisberger on Sunday. Oh, in terms of what they rest mm-hmm. him or play him? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's see what they're saying. Uh, Ralph says, "I think less than one hundred percent. Ben still gives us a better chance to win." than any of the quarterbacks behind him. I would agree with that. I would agree with that as well, too. The balance there is is with the O-line in front. With the O-line in front, does a less than 100% bend become a unavailable bend? Correct. And then you'd be in trouble going forward. We would call that S-O-L. Ah! I spell every once in a while. Uh, Steve, oh, Yinzer Steve says, what's up, Yinzer Steve? What up, though? Uh, I would rest Ben this week because you could try and get Najee in the running game going Plus, I don't want the injury to get worse. If the offensive line was playing better, it would be different. I just don't trust the offensive line yet. That's the biggest concern from my point uh, from my point of view. Like, it's never 
a question of Ben because I believe he can do it less than 100%. Correct. I don't like Ben out there less than 100% behind that old line Correct. versus a defense that will be able to get pressure. And the two guys on their front that generate the pressure are going to be matched up against the two guys that we consider to be the guys struggling the most on our old line right now as well. So that's all the stuff that I think of with this and why I just say, you know what, we'll present the question to the congregation and let y'all decide. The congregation. Got to present it to the congregation every once in a while. Steelers man seven in all capital letters says, rest him. Would rather have a healthy Ben later than now. How crappy would it be to have the offense solidified in December with Ben and street clothes on the sideline. I agree. I agree. But now I did have another question because we always hear this back and forth, right? Especially when we talked about last year, well, Hey man, we went 11 and no, man, we won 12 games. We won 12 games. 11 of them happened at the beginning, but we won 12. Is this one of those scenarios where you want, Hey man, we won the first one, lost this one. We got to keep winning these games. Now we need everyone we can get as soon as we can get them. Versus thinking big picture versus thinking down the line. It's what about to, that sentiment it, like it's, as well? It's tough to think big picture in the NFL. It is. Even with the additional game now. It even is, Even with man. the additional wild card spot that started last year. Dude, it is. It's 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 the tiniest of sample sizes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it really, you can't, this is Major League Baseball and Clayton Kershaw's got something funny in his arms, so let's shut him down for a couple weeks because we still have 140 more games right. to go. Like, it's just not the case. It's not... You know, the Penguins are going to be extra cautious with bringing Crosby back from his wrist injury because they play an 82-game season. When you only have 17 games, that's tough, man. It's really tough. I I, I think Ben Roethlisberger, knowing, you know, just kind of his career that he's had, and that is a big sample size, he's going to want to play if, if he's able to go out there. You just, man, you have to be careful. And maybe this is. Maybe this is the week that... You give Najee Harris 22, 23 carries, and you don't ask questions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if if you got to go three and out more than you like, you go three and out, but you can't leave Ben exposed like that this week. You just can't. That's my biggest thing. And if they had shown in these first two games that they're not going to put him in positions to be exposed and they're going to run the offense through Najee, you know, hit the middle of the field a little bit with Pat, I think it would be different. But because – we haven't seen that. I mean, and in fact, it was to the point where people were saying that this offense looked like last year's offense. This offense looked like Randy Feekner's offense. To hear that type of, you know, just thought being out there, I, I'm just not – I don't like that all the way, man. That that makes me – that gives me a little bit of pause, a little bit of hesitation. when It makes me think about it a lot more than I typically would with seven. Yeah. Zach says, I'm just saying Ben played some of his best games while dealing with injury. That's that's, that's true. Not, yeah, we're not, a co- we're not yeah. opposing that. Yeah. But we also remember some of his best games when he was playing with injury was when he was a lot younger. He's not as young anymore. And when he had a well, arguably the best offensive line in football in front of him. Like, that's, to me, I think that's where the disconnect is. I mean, we hear about the war stories, and trust me, I've seen them. Yeah, you, you've been I've there for some I've lived them. Yeah. I have multiple ones, and we applauded them for it. But the difference was in 14 through 17, we had arguably the best line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So when we were in 2015 and Landry Jones got hurt and Ben had to go out there in the second series, we weren't tripping because we said, yo, they're going to do whatever it takes to keep him clean. And if he did get hit, he definitely wasn't going to get up on his own. Right. They were going to pick that man up. Right. Right now? Do we know without a shadow of a doubt that those two things are going to happen on Sunday? 
they going to keep him clean? And if they get him hit, they going to pick him up? We don't know that because we haven't seen that just yet. So, like I said, that's the biggest it's reason true. why we got to think about it, why we got to talk about it, man. It is true. Interesting. 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 Katie tweets us and says, Ben is playing. It hurts when he gets up. <laughs> is that a shot at the offensive line? He's playing. I don't know if it... I don't know. You tell me. Is that a shot at the offensive line? In terms of what? Like him saying that it, it hurts whenever I had to push myself up off the ground. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm Switzerland. No comment. <laughs> He's neutral on this one. Thrash tweets us and says, four words, Najee in the Wildcat. <laughs> now, Jalen Samuels, if y'all remember, he did victimize this Bengals team with that Wildcat. And another thing that I would say is, since people were a little bit, you know, gun shy about the the thought of Mason being out there versus the Bengals, Mason is too annoying his starts against Cincinnati, just throwing it out oh. there. Oh, just throwing it out there. He is oh. he is two and zero against them in his starts. Well, Russell, they don't ask how they ask how many. Russell tweets us and says, you know, about the consideration. Would you ever start Mason? See how he does if he struggles. Bring Ben in. I mean, we did that with the. I'll, I'll say this. That though. was a little more injury related, though. Wasn't no, no, it? it was because with Ben, he had the knee injury. Right. He 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 had already missed like three weeks, and now he was trying to come back. And we were upset because, as a team, Ben had practiced with us the whole week. But he was doing scout team reps. So we were pissed because we're like, yo, you're carving up our defense. Our DBs, they need confidence. This doesn't help our confidence when it's seven doing the scout team stuff. But then we get to the game and they're like, we're not going to start him. He's just going to dress. And we're like, this is the most like asinine idea. Like he's good enough to practice and kill us in practice, but not good enough to start. Then he goes out there and eats it up, lights it up, right? But with, like I said, in that scenario, it was different. Why? We said the old line, it was different. The coordinator, the calls was different. Right now, still same in terms of injury. Now, it's not mobility-related, but we know that this is something that he's going to have to battle with this O-line with. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the the biggest difference. That's the biggest X factor in this thing, man. The the O-line today versus what it was back when he was doing all those things are night and day, man. Night and day. You are absolutely right. Uh, TC, last one in this segment before we go to break. TC says it's not his throwing arm. Play him. Why does he have to be on the bench and attempt to get this running game going like some are suggesting? We need this game. It's a division game. I agree with TC on that run game point. Like, if you 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 have like there there has to be an onus on running the football. Najee needs more than at least twenty. That has he can't have ten carries again like he did last. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. What did Mister Rooney say about the running game earlier this offseason? That the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot have the worst running attack in the National Football League again. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin. Same thing. Yeah, enough so that they also replaced the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator. So Spent a first-round pick on a running back. So why are we having this conversation still going into week three? I quote, we will never have the worst running game again. It's only two weeks in. You know where we're ranked right now? 31st? So I guess, hey, I mean. You said 31st, huh? Improvement. <laughs> it's, it's, and, but part of that is, too, it's, it's not like they've tried to run the ball 27 times a game and have gotten stuffed. So once again. So it's, what, 30, 34 rush attempts in the first two games combined? So, so once again, why, why, are we, why are we having this conversation when the owner, the owner, 
already said owns. this. The general manager said this. The head coach said this. Every power player in the organization. Like, what are we doing? Every decision maker. What are we doing? We drafted a running back in the first round to utilize him. I would just like to see them utilize him more. I would too. And I don't care. It, it, it doesn't have to be rushes. Get him more touches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just more touches absolutely. in general. And and you know what, too? If Cincinnati comes out and they, they're up 3 nothing at the end of the first quarter, I don't want to hear the excuse, oh, we fell behind. It, it, it's three points. It's three points. It's three points. It, it, even if it's seven points, I don't want to hear the excuse. If it's a one-possession game, I don't want to hear the excuse, oh, well, we, we, we had to do Like, you got you to gotta get the ball in Najee's hands. Point blank, period. That's what I would say as well. But when we come back, man, we're going to talk about three things that we like, three things that we don't like, as we start to preview a little bit of this uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Okay, Steelers three things I shows. don't like. Ohio drivers, Skyline Chili. Wait a minute, Playboy. You oh, notice oh. I said like first oh, because oh, anybody oh. can do don't like. Anybody can do that. Don't likes are lazy. But well, I'm not lazy. I'm just going to break here. This is Euler Emotes on SNR. 